0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff Grammar with the Albuquerque Journal, and you are listening, or maybe you are watching the forty-third episode now of the Talking Grammar podcast. Glad you're here. However, you got here, however you're watching or listening, it is the off-season of Lobo basketball, which is my primary beat at the Albuquerque Journal, so these aren't as regular now. Um, but I did want to catch up with Macuach Malawach. He recently made made official. Well, most of us. Um, I do think there are some Lobo fans who are holding out hope uh, for an other outcome, but um, most of us pretty much knew for several months now that McQuatch Malawatch had decided to end his Lobo career this year after his four four seasons at UNM. He was a four-year starter. Um, the NCAA did allow for anybody who played the 2020-21 season to come back for an extra year if they wanted, any senior. Anybody who did play didn't waste or, or use um, a year of eligibility. So despite being a four-year starter, he could have come back if he wanted to. But mcquach made up his mind, um, as we talk about in this podcast, several months ago. He, he, it was time for him to move on. Um, he did an awful lot at UNM. And while I did have him on on what would have been his his senior night in February, um, they they did play that game in Air Force, as, as everyone knows now. Um, the University of New Mexico Lobo Men's Basketball Team did not play a single game in the state of New Mexico last year due to the pandemic and state health uh public health order restrictions so he didn't get to plays last year in the pit still a very popular Lobo um <clears throat> excuse me didn't make up his uh didn't make an official announcement about turning pro and and signing with an agent he did sign with Octagon and um didn't really announce that until just last week and um practiced with Richard Pertino, the new coach and the new coaching staff up until the week before finals he is still here in Albuquerque in the United States um, practicing for what's going to be a professional career somewhere. He doesn't know exactly where yet. He is open to all kinds of possibilities. He is very hopeful, obviously, to, to get the best deal, just like anybody would be, um, the best deal possible. And um, I, I had a good talk with him. Uh, I, I listed to him some of my – I came up with a list of the five best memories of covering McQuatch Malawatch that I had. He is He is a guy. He's one of the rare guys that I got to cover for four years at UNM frankly that doesn't happen in college basketball nearly as much as it used to be it through junior college transfers um division 1 to Divi- to two division 1 transfers or what have you players just aren't sticking around starting and finishing a career at any division 1 um college basketball team anymore so what he did was pretty rare um at UNM the the last one to do it start and finish and, and play for 4 years at UNM was uh, Dane Kuyper, 2019 season 18 2018-19 season would have been his senior year um, he was on that team with Anthony Mathis who did spend four years at UNM but was granted an extra year of eligibility that UNM helped get him and then he transferred to Oregon as a graduate transfer so while he was here four years he he also completed his career at the University of Oregon. Um, McQuatch Malawatch's first year at UNM Joe Furstinger and Sam Logwood I guess would have been the other two that were four years start and finish at UNM kind of players so um doesn't happen that often anymore. And it's not a UNM thing, it, it's everywhere. And and that's okay. Transferring is you know gives the players some flexibility. And in a lot of cases, it's it's a good thing. For McQuatch Malawatch, he stuck it out for four years at UNM and they weren't easy years. He was not the primary target of media attention or opposing scouting reports or anything for for the first three years. But this last year, and, and one of my favorite memories of covering McQuatch Malawatch will be how he handled being the face of a program that went through everything it went through, um, wasn't a very good team, won six games, coaching change as a result, and he handled all of it with with a lot of class. Um, certainly could have uh, complained a lot more than he did. Certainly could have maybe turned down some, some more media interviews if he wanted to, but he didn't. He handled it all very well and I admire him for that. Um, I also talked to him about getting his degree. He said of all the accomplishments he had at UNM, the the biggest accomplishment was when he got to call his mom and tell her that he was getting a college degree. So business administration, by the way, is what he has his degree in. So conversation with Maquatch Malawatch coming up right here. Hope you enjoy it. Hope to have a few of these uh, throughout the summer, even though it is the offseason. We've got a whole lot of new Lobo basketball players that I got to get to know that I hope you guys that uh, follow along for the Lobo basketball coverage. you know. Hopefully I can help you guys get to know them. Hopefully we'll have a lot of those players and the new coaching staff on on a regular basis over the next com- coming months, even though it is the offseason. I will do one one ask, and that's however you listened here um, or however you're watching. You know, Rate, review, subscribe if you can to this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. Subscribe to the Albuquerque Journal if you can. abqjournal.com slash subscribe. Helping local journalism helps us do things like this. National media is not going to be covering every college across the country. So if you still want college basketball coverage, if you still want high school coverage in your local sports, that's when local media and local journalism comes into play at, at, at its best. So hopefully you guys enjoy this. And if you do, maybe you can rate, subscribe, let us know how we're doing on social media. I'm at Jeff Grammer on Twitter, or you can email me anytime you want and just let me know what you think. Let me know about some future episode ideas you may have. And uh, again, here's a conversation I had with McWatch Malawatch. Hope you enjoy. It. All right, McQuatch, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm I'm doing good, man. I look summertime doesn't mean as much to me anymore at my age, but for you, man, you just you just wrapped up uh, not just a, a school year, but you wrapped up a, a school career. Um, pretty exciting times for you, man.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited, uh, you know, it's been a crazy year, but I'm looking forward to the next chapter. I uh,
0: I know late in the season, um, even though it was at Air Force, I, I talked with you, we did a podcast basically for what would have been your senior night. A lot of the stuff I want to talk to you about, kind of reminiscing a little bit, um, yeah. is going to be a little repetitive. Um, I won't go too deep into the being repetitive, but I kind of want to talk to you about some of the same stuff, some of your memories, but also what's next for you. Um, I, I want to start about just this past weekend though. I saw a picture of, uh, from, uh, Harry, uh, I saw Chris yeah. Harriman tweet a picture. You guys got some food or something. I know he was in town. Um, yeah. What did, what did you guys talk about, man? I, I know you guys are still close.
1: Yeah. You know, just old times, uh, you know, like when he was recruiting me, when he went to Australia. So, uh, we just talked about like the games and my freshman year, sophomore year, and, you know, just catching up and see how he was doing. Uh, how his family's doing, how my family's doing. Just just talking about how far we've come.
0: Was that Frontier I saw you guys at?
1: Yeah, we were at Frontier. All right, what was... Old, what, old times. Well, I was going to say, what's the go-to at Frontier for you? I just get an omelet. I, I, I'm not a picky guy like that, so I just get whatever.
0: How many, how many times have you at the Frontier in your past four years at UNM, though?
1: Um... My so- freshman and sophomore year, I was there a lot. But, like, junior and senior year, I haven't been there a lot. So, um, it was good to go back because it brings back – it definitely brings back old memories.
0: I'll bet, man. Um, uh, well, let me ask – kind of follow up to that then. You're, you are leaving New Mexico. Um, you know, if New Mexico is in the future in any way, like you come back to visit or whatever, you know, what's, what's the one New Mexico food that maybe you picked up a little bit that, that you might miss or you might have to get when you
1: come back down the road?
0: Did definitely green chili.
1: Green chili. Yeah. Uh definitely green chili. Um, you know, when I first got here, I did I wasn't a fan of it, but um, it kind of grew on me <laughs> uh, over the uh, past four years. So I'll say green chili for sure.
0: That's cool, man. And it, and it pick everybody picks it up and everybody kind of says the same thing. It's at first either it's not even so much that some people don't like it at first, it just doesn't do much for them or whatever, but then you yeah. you kind of start adding it to this hamburger and to that sandwich, yeah. this and that. Yeah. It grew,
1: um, it grew. on me, definitely.
0: Well, it, I, yeah, and I don't think there's a whole lot of green chili in Australia, man. So
1: no, 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 we're not a big, um, I, not a big fan, <laughs> man.
0: Um, you are going at least for now back to Australia. I don't know exactly what the future is, but you signed with Octagon. Let's let's start with when you kind of made that decision. I I think a lot of us suspected it for a long time. Maybe you yeah. knew for a long time, but officially, um, you know, for our purposes, you know, writing about you and stuff. We, we didn't know for sure until last week. And, and again, I think you probably knew a while back, but when did you officially yeah. make the decision and uh, why did you choose Octagon?
1: Um, I made my decision, I'll uh, uh, say a few months ago. Um, I sat on it for a while, like after the season, I really sat down uh, for a couple of days and really think about my future. And I came down to the conclusion that, you know, going pro, pro was my best option. Um, but in terms of Octagon, I had a relationship with them since my freshman year. Uh, and the guy that runs it, Daniel Maldivin, uh, he's Australian too. Um, so we, we've been, you know, we had a relationship for a long time. Um, so it was only right to go with him.
0: What What's next then, man? What, is it, what does that mean exactly? I think obviously people understand that, um, you know, the hope is for you anyway. Let me turn off my emails here because they keep dinging on the side. Yeah. Um, I know the hope is to to go play professional basketball man um and that sounds simple enough, but do you know do you know where do you think it'll be in Australia do you think it'll be in b l
1: yeah um right now, I'm not really sure um like with me i'm I'm a simple guy wherever I go, I just want the best opportunity and um whether that's in Australia, I'll take that in Europe anywhere um I'll go and do it but um if I go back to Australia, that'd be great, but if I go somewhere else i wouldn't you know um count that out because I kind of really want to travel the world too. So um, if that means I go to Europe, then I'll do that. But right now I'm just, whatever the best opportunity is, that's where I'll go.
0: I just talked uh, recently and, and did a story just yesterday about former Lobo, um, Tony Snell, and and he's yeah. he's about to be a free agent. And, uh, you know, I asked him, first of all, good for him, man. He's about, he's eight years yeah. in the NBA. Um, yeah. And a lot of people maybe didn't suspect that, but I asked him, look, you're about to go into free agency. Where do you want to go? Do you think about any of that? And he said, no, man, that's why you hire an agent. They can deal mm-hmm. with that stuff. And I get to focus on, you know, whatever the best opportunity is, that, that's what yeah. you hire an agent for. They find that for you.
1: Yeah. And, and for sure. Um, and that's where I'm at at the moment. Uh, I'm not going to stress too much about it where, you know, I'm not the guy to be like, Oh, I really want to go here. I want Obviously, you know, NBA is my, um, my dream. And, I'm going to work, but I, I understand that there are different ways and different paths to get there. So, um, you know, if I go straight from – if I get opportunity in the NBA straight away, great. If not, you know, I understand as long as I put my work in and, um, you know, control what I can control, I, I'll get there eventually.
0: When are you going back to Australia? Are you staying in the States for a while?
1: Yeah, I'll probably stay here in the States for a while until, you know, I know for sure uh, i got something. So, like, I'm not going to go – I don't think I'm going to go back to Australia and, unless I have to be there. Like, I know I got a contract there or something like that. Yeah. But right now, it's, it's you know, you go back, it's quarantine and you're just floating around and stuff like that. So, I don't really want to go do that. Um, I want to stay here and, you know, work on my game, work on my body and prepare for my pro, uh, first well, year as a pro.
0: You also, the, the sooner you go back, the sooner you miss out on maybe some off-season workouts, the NBA team yeah. for you and stuff yeah. like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, uh, you know, that's a factor in that too. I don't want to go back and, Two weeks later, it's like, oh, we would like you to come work out for us and then have to fly all the way back. So I'm going to stay here um, because obviously everything is here. Um, so he's going to stay here and work out. And, and you know, if, if I know for sure I got a contract in Australia at the end of, like, uh, you know, July or whenever that may be, then I'll go back for sure.
0: You talk about staying here and working out, and that's sort of what the, the next step is, is just a lot of working out. Um, you, for the past couple months, have been able to work out with the new coach, and you've been able to do, um, you know, get to know the new coaching staff a little bit. And, yeah. and I know you you played for four years for one coach, and then you practice a couple months with the new coach who you won't be playing for. Yeah. A unique situation, but was it ever awkward or, or anything like that? Did, did it go well? No,
1: yeah, it it, it was an awkward. Um, you know, first of all, I want to thank Coach Patino for allowing me to work out and with the team and do everything like normal. Um, there was not one point where he was like. You know, because I told him at the beginning, like straight away, um, I don't, I, I, I don't intend to coming back, and he was like, that is totally fine. you know, if you keep want to come, <laughs> he said the guys love you, so if you want to come and work out with them every day, you can do that, and you know, so I want to thank you for that for allowing me to do that. Um, you know, the new coaching staff is really good, um, but it wasn't awkward at all. I, I work out, and they respect my space, and I respected their space, so um, I, I appreciate that.
0: What's, uh, I mean. I guess you probably were in a different scenario where you're not evaluating them necessarily about what the future is going to be like playing for them. Yeah. What do you think of the new coaching staff and, and the energy they bring? It's not not necessarily asking you to compare staffs or anything, but the new yeah. staff is what people want to know about. Or what do you think about them?
1: Yeah, um, I think they're going to do great. Um, Patino is really passionate. Um, you know, he's bringing a lot of energy, and you know, uh, I think the program is in good hands. Uh, he's going to do his best and. Um, you know, like you can see by he's recruiting, he's bringing a lot of guys, and uh, he wants to win straight away. So, um, you know, I wish him all the best. But he's a passionate guy; he's really committed, and you know, that, nothing you can ask him more.
0: Let me ask you about some of those returning guys that were in these practices with you. I, uh, on the one hand, you, look, you you know as well as anybody what this past season was like. There weren't a lot of wins. Yeah. On the other hand, some of these guys that were still there practicing with you that are that are the returning players came in pretty highly touted and, and stuff like that. It didn't work out this yeah. past year, but I, I think some people here that follow global basketball are maybe sleeping on the guys who are coming back a little bit. Um, there, yeah. There's a couple guys that, that I think are, are still going to be very much factors yeah. in, in next year's team. Who, who are those guys?
1: Um, yeah. Uh, a lot of guys like Jeremiah, um, I don't think, you know, Jeremiah, people are just like, Oh, they judge on like what they see. Um, and, Fairly so, but Jeremiah really, you know, he's a great basketball player, and I think um, this year coming up, he has a, a burden to carry this year, and I think he's going to do well. Uh, Emmanuel as well. I think Wild. his last,
0: I, I was going to say, Jeremiah's best three games were the last three of the season, I thought. Yeah. And, and when I did go see you guys practice that one time in April, you know, somebody there mentioned to me, like, he's been, he's been looking really good in practice.
1: He, he's good, man. He's really good. Um, I think – you know, people are so quickly judged sometimes, and they don't give someone an opportunity to really show what they can do. You know, and um, and, and this year has been really tough. I mean, playing on the road the whole time, and um, you know, people criticizing and whatnot. And I just think that you know, that people didn't give him the opportunity to just stick with him and um, you know, see what what he can do. Like I'm, I'm speaking about the fans and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, not yeah. So. I think I think he has a lot to prove and I am I'm confident that he will do so. Um and other people like um Valdir, Emmanuel, um Rod, Saquon too, like the whole the like, Devante, um, you know, the coaching staff got good guys, man. These guys love to work and they put in the work and they understand they're they mature guys. They they understand they have they didn't have a great season. We did have a great season, but you know, you you can't dwell on the past. And I think if they just continue to work and uh, go to the gym and stay committed and, um, you know, just put in the time and they'll, they'll be fine. I, I think the fans are really going to be surprised um, by a lot of these guys uh, coming to the season.
0: Do you think you uh you will follow Lobo basketball? I know to some extent you will because you were a Lobo.
1: But I don't know how <laughs> much on, you man. follow other teams. Come on, man. Always. Lobo, like, Lobo for life. Man. You know, I'm going to be tuned in. The program has done so much for me, so, you know, I'm not just going to leave and then you know, throw everything out of the window. You know, Lobo, Lobo is like done so much for my life, and um, I'm going to be watching and following and rooting all the way. All
0: right, I'm going to ask you about two two former Lobos um, that I that I don't think a lot of people think of when they talk about like former Lobos and all that, and it's uh, Andrew Lippin and Vladimir um, <laughs> um Those, yeah. those you, the three of you were roommates, right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Those guys, um, even though Vlad is in San Diego, he still watches our games. He, he follows everything that's going on with the Lobo world. So, um, Liv is a legend. Uh, I love him. Uh, you know, he follows b- Lobo basketball just as much as anybody. So, yeah, uh, you know, once you, once you come to, you know, to be a part of the Lobo family, man, it takes with you forever. So, those guys are, you know, looking in from afar and, you know, when we have success there, the first people to Texas and say, congratulations, well done, and stuff like that. So um, it's great, man, because it's like, you know, the guys that have been here, like, my freshman year and sophomore, like, over the past four years, they like, every time we have success, they text us. And, when you know, when we don't have success, they text us saying just you know, keep going, keep going. Everyone's behind you guys. And, you know, it's great to see. Um,
0: I- I'm going to ask you here in a little bit. I actually came up with a list of my own sort of five uh... – five McQuatch Malawatch memories that I'm going to have just from covering you. Um, I'll go through yeah. those in a second, but there was one thing that this is kind of touches on one of them. Actually um, you two weeks ago now were the guest speaker, or the, or the, I don't know what title it was, but yeah. at the, for the UNM athletes um, at the yeah. school ceremony. And I had to look up what stole is. I, I guess that's my, I don't know. That's the NMSU Waggy graduate here. I didn't even know. <laughs> that. Yeah. But uh, the stole is the, the the little the, the yeah. thing that they put over you. Um, you guys have that for, for athletes every year, and uh, you were the, the chosen speaker for this year's group of uh, senior UNM at student-athletes um, at your guys' kind of graduation ceremony. And uh, yeah. you, what did you think of when you first got chosen for that, and did you want to give the speech?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, it came out of the blue for me. Um, you know, I was sitting, and I got a call from that, and she's like, I got good news for you, and I got bad news. And I was like, "What's the good news?" She's like, "Good news is you'll you'll be graduating. You're passing all your class. The bad news is you're gonna be speaking." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "I was like, wow. Um, you know, she said they chose me to speak, and you know, I I couldn't pass up on it. Um, for me, you know, I, I'm just proud to be a local man. And um, when they picked me, I you know I was honored and uh, very happy to do it. So I wrote my speech and I went out there and gave it. So and it was a great it was a great night.
0: You guys, uh, I mean, you are graduating. Business administration is that right? Yeah. Down the road, what do you want to do with that?
1: Um I'm not sure yet, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I really wanted to get it first and then uh, you know, focus on my basketball career, but I understand that, you know, it's not gonna last forever. Um I, I have to fall back on something. So um, you know, I'll think I'll think about it, you know, while I'm playing basketball and um decide what I want to do with it
0: so in that speech uh you made a couple comments that, that i want to ask you about one was yeah. and you mentioned her already and i saw a picture of you with with dada and you mentioned when you first came here um was it Ki- was it kiana smith, kiana, kiana kiana, smith. yeah, kiana smith.
1: yeah. You,
0: hadn't, you hadn't even been here yet and she called you on your layover
1: <laughs> yeah
0: can you uh, share that story again for the for the podcast here
1: yeah i had just landed in la and you like you know, when you come to America from Australia, you usually land, like, early in the morning, like, 7, 15, or 6, or 45. And I just landed, and I had, like, a four-hour live in L.A. before my next flight. And then um, I got a call from Kiana. And she was like, you got a laptop? I was like, yeah. But at this point, I was already two weeks behind because, like, you know, I had to get my I-94 and, you know, I had to get my visa. Yeah, and so, so people that
0: are listening don't understand. For international players, it's not as yeah. easy as I pick you in, yeah. let me fly over there yeah. and start
1: playing. Yeah, like it, it. took it took a, a lot of stuff. Took a while. Like my, you know, my grades. I had to send my um, grades to here, to NCAA, to make sure I was, you know, okay. Like I was eligible to play. Um, so like it took it took a while. It took like it took me like three months to get everything together. And at that point, I was already behind. And um, I, you know, when I landed in LA, I was two weeks behind already. And you know, I was missing assignments and stuff like that. So Kiana called me in the morning, early in the morning. She's like you, like, you got a laptop? I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, get, get your laptop out. I like, we got schoolwork to do. <laughs> you got homework to do. And at least point, I was yeah, like I was tired. I was trying to get some sleep. I was like, man, like it's Kiana. I was like, okay, let's do it. So the next two hours, all we did was homework. So you're sitting like, there. You haven't even got to Albuquerque yet, and you're already nah. being told this ain't a vacation. Yeah, and she's like, "This is not vacation. You got schoolwork to do." And she, and like, she was like, "If you don't, do, if you don't do the schoolwork, then you can't play." And you know me, like, once she mentioned you can't play, I was like, "Okay, whatever. Later, i will go get my laptop out. Let's do some homework."
0: Well, so like you said that two weeks that you were already, you'd already missed the first two weeks. I I think yeah. in in order to play, um, if I'm not mistaken, you can miss the first up to ten kind of days, which is two yeah. weeks, uh, school days. So you were right on the cusp of of
1: of yeah. being too yeah. late. Was, so that's why she yeah. was helping you, right? Yeah, she, she, I, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, she didn't have to do that, so, uh, but she did. She She's a really nice person. Like all my academic academic advisors, Dada and her, and you know, just the whole uh compliance office, um, at the student services, they're all great, they help you out. Um, and it, it's like a family over there, you go there, and if Dada's not there, like there's always someone out there to help you. Um, you know, it's it just like it's a really cool like environment. Like sometimes I just go there and just to chat with people and um, you know see how they're going and they're always happy to chat and help you out. So uh, I really appreciate them.
0: Well, I was gonna say, uh, and I'll wrap this part of it up with this. Um, yeah, you're talking glowingly about them. You, they're nice. You chat with them, but if you get out of line, I, like I, I have a feeling that they they get you yeah. in line pretty quick, don't they?
1: It, yeah, yeah. Um, you know they they're not gonna put up with any crap or anything like that. So. Um, They're really disciplined and you come in, like when you come in, they expect you to do your work and not expect you to just, you know, go out there and just waste their time and stuff like that. Um, So, you know, their time is valuable. And when you go there, you're expected to work and carry yourself in a manner that's, you know, appropriate and not disturb anybody. So, um, you know, it's a really, really good environment to go and just, you know, put your head down for two hours and just work without any distraction. So it's great.
0: Well, I appreciate you sharing those memories. I'm going to give you now just a, a list of five memories I'm going to take from covering you, um, and uh, at the end I'll let you add whatever memory you want to add to, to your time yeah. as a global player. And and actually, you know, the I guess the, before we get into those memories, let me just recap what your uh, your career stats are You for, for those that don't know. You're number 17, I believe, all time on the scoring list um, through four years have it all right here. Here, let's see. Through four years, you started 97 games. You played in 121, scored 1,308 points, 479 rebounds. Th- those are numbers that um, I don't know if anybody four years ago would have predicted that that one recruit out of Australia that nobody really knew much about, I don't think anybody would have yeah. predicted you got, you were going to get there. Would you have predicted these numbers?
1: Not at all. Um, and to be honest with you, a lot of credit goes to Paul and um, uh, you know Brandon Mason uh, Chris Harriman and Jerome Robertson because and the whole coaching time and the coaches I had my freshman year like David Cudi yeah um, those guys like it, it goes all like the video coordinators like basketball operators, like um, Ryan Berryman like everybody um you know those guys so humble and you know they yeah, as long as you put in the work man they'll reward you so um, I, I just want to thank those guys and but, you know, I've never envisioned, like, me being at this moment, uh, you know, when I was, uh, you know, a high school graduate in 2016. So, uh, I, I definitely can say I came a long way, And um, but a lot of credit goes to those guys for believing in me.
0: Here's my list, man. Number five. my uh, And I, I ranked them. I mean, if I put more time into this, I might have rearranged some of these, but... Uh, my number five memory of you that from covering you was was actually that senior speech we just talked about because that yeah. that was enjoyable, man. I, and I I didn't think that was you, man. I didn't think giving a speech was something you liked, and and I don't know that yeah. you did like it, but you did it, man.
1: Yeah, um, you know I went to a private school high school, so I, I had to you know give a lot of speeches, and um, you know I got I got a lot of practice, so uh, you know I, I know I know people like wouldn't expect me to be like. Uh, you know, a public speaker or anything like that. But, you know, the school I went to really did a great job You practice and uh, they put me in a great position.
0: Well, here's the memory I'm going to take from that is you talked about all those numbers I just rattled off and, and we talked. I'll have some more specific basketball memories. But you said yeah. none of that was the achievement you're going to take away from that. You said that's the, the the greatest achievement of your four years at UNM was being able to call your mom and tell her you graduated. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. My mom is a catalyst for everything. Man. That's you know, all the things I've achieved in my life is because of my mom. So, you know, her support, um, you know, and her love, um, you know, I can't thank her enough because, you know, like last year, like, you know, four years ago, I took a like, you know, leap of faith to come here. Like, I didn't know anybody. out in knew Chris Harriman, but she was confident. She was like, you know, sometimes you got to do things you're uncomfortable with to really achieve what you want. So um, she support. she's been supportive. My whole family has been supportive of me my four years here and, you know, it, it definitely changed my life being at UNM.
0: And r- real quick, did, was there an official kind of call when you when you knew finally I did graduate that you did call her and say it's official? I yeah. passed?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I talked to her, and she was really proud. Um, but you know, like once I go home, then um, it will really uh, sink in. But right you're now, no, like, you're she just you're totally me. a
0: mama's boy, aren't you? You're a mama's boy still.
1: Yeah, man. My mom, my mom's, <laughs> my mom's my world, man. Um,
0: <laughs> That's awesome, man. All right, man, I'll move on. My, my number four memory came from your freshman. A couple of these came from your freshman year. Um, yeah. December 16th, you guys lose a game um, to Arizona. You guys lose by 16, I think it was. I wrote down the score here. Where did I write it down? You guys lose to Arizona in the pit, 89 to 73. And it wasn't one of your best games ever. It wasn't a bad game, but it was five points, mm-hmm. two rebounds, two assists. Um, you guys actually fell by three and eight. So it wasn't like things were rolling really well. So, yeah, watch Malawatch gets the ball on the perimeter and, and DeAndre Ayton comes out to defend him and you blow <laughs> by DeAndre Ayton future top pick of the NBA who's played in the playoff game yesterday um you, you blow by him and you dunk and uh that memory is one that you know I, I can't imagine too many Lobo fans at the time um expected to happen and and I don't know how many people remember it but man I, I remember it and I, I'm guessing you remember it too
1: yeah uh, I remember that uh very vividly so um, it was a great moment, um, you know, like yeah, I, just having a chance to play them. Man, that's, like I was grateful just to be on the floor. I think that was my second start of my career because at that point, because my first time was New Mexico State that year, I, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I got you. You're I like, got your list right here. But the, uh, I, what I remember of that game, too, was that was the only – you only took one two-pointer. Like you only actually attempted one two-point shot. Everything else was yeah. not on the perimeter that game. But that was the yeah. one you attempted and it was it was because he came out <laughs> deep to defend you.
1: Yeah, it was a great moment. I, you know, I just had the ball and uh you know I just, just had a little gap and I blew by and got a layup. So but that that was a tough moment for me because all my yeah. like friends back home watched that game and everyone was like, Oh my god, you did this, I did that. Well see, <laughs> so, I'm remembering so, it
0: like I'm remembering it as a dunk. Was it just a layup? Am I like a, am I building I think, it up?
1: Am I, I doing it was a layup? Re- it might have, yeah, I think it was a reverse layup.
0: Yeah, you're right. Like, uh, okay, up, now I do up,
1: remember. Up, up and under. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do remember that now. It was an up and unders, a reverse layup, and, and see what happens with these memories, man. Like, <laughs> in about three or four years, there's going to be Lobo fans thinking you went for 40 that game
1: and, like, you had yeah. eight dunks, so. Just, just playing in that game was, um, you know, was big for me because, you know, playing something so like a team like Arizona, you know, you have to – it shows you, like, okay, where's your game, like your confidence level and stuff like that. So that game was a big game for us. And, you know, I was, I was glad I, you know, I was a part of it.
0: Well, speaking of big games, my number three memory is you being a part of that Nevada game in your sophomore year. And they come in right yeah. number six, I think it was, you had 14.6 rebounds. What do you remember from that game um, against Nevada?
1: Um, I remember we were hitting a bunch of threes and <laughs> Paul uh, was like every time we hit a three, and towards like in the second half, we started celebrating it. But, but I was not having any of it. Either. So, but you know, I remember at the end, like the crowd rushing the floor. Um, that was a special moment. Um, you know, like in the uniform as well. I love those. I never seen those uniforms like after that again. And I really I love them. That's, I really... Yeah, I don't.
0: Th- I don't remember you guys running those. Uh, those yellow yeah. kind of state flag themed uh, jerseys again. I don't think you yeah. have.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know, and you know, I really wanted that jersey, but I never seen them again. Um, but you know, that game was the crowd, uh, just the way we played. We we played zone the whole game. I remember too, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, it like I, I think that's you know definitely a top moment. And you know, the the student, the crowd rushing the floor at the end was special.
0: And that was the pit experience, though, right? And and yeah, I don't that think was, guys,
1: yeah. like guys last that's year, had the ultimate experience that. Yeah, that's the ultimate you know, experience, um, you know, a lot of like, you know, like I came back and I watched like the next day we watched it with the coaches or like some of the players we watched it and it's like you don't really appreciate it until like when you're in the moment, the battle of the moment, you don't really like, you know, you just locked into the game and you don't really pay attention to the outside. But when you look outside in, it's like it's a whole different, you know, the, the pit, man, is a special place. Uh, and, you know, I'm really honored and lucky that I experienced it.
0: All right, so now my number two memory of you is kind of a a, a big – it's not one game and not one memory um, specific. Yeah. But it was just your senior season. You were, for the first time, the guy on the team. Um, you were you were the guy everyone looked to and in what was a horrible year off the court in terms of how you guys had to play, what you yeah. had to do just to play. And then the results on the court were bad, and, and you know that. Yeah. They were bad. Yeah, Do all that, like you, you handled it. Um, you know, better than I think a lot of people would have handled it. You never complained on on camera, at least, or yeah, to, yeah. to reporters. I mean, whatever you had yeah. to do, complaint wise or just anger and frustration wise, you did it. You know, off off camera, I yeah. guess, and and you did it away yeah. from people. Um, and I like I'm gonna remember that, man. You you handled what was an awful season pretty well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was hard, man. Um, you know, but it, it really like it built my character in a way because. Like, you know, I could easily just complain every day and say, like, man, like, why me and why this and why that and blame people for it. But, you know, you got to look, sometimes you got to look at yourself as a man and, you know, look, you know, for like, look forward to the future because, like, it, it builds character, like I said. And, um, you know, it might not be the worst thing because, like, in the future, you like, right now, like, even my decision, like, I'm going to a world, like, I don't know anything, like, that. you know, I don't know anybody. So I might go and play somewhere, like, Lord knows where, and um, you know, but you gotta you be you gotta be a grown up about it, and you gotta be mature enough to be like, just accept it and and go through it. Because like at the end of the day, you know, um, it, it builds you up for the bigger things in the future.
0: I'll, I'll say this too, and you, while you were still a, a you know an athlete, a college athlete, student athlete, um, if if this past year didn't kind of explain the the harsh reality sometimes of how this is yeah. a business um sometimes like you 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 going off to play pro in some country you've never been to now like, yeah you're you're probably as ready for it as you can be because of what you
1: guys went through this past year yeah yeah exactly um you know it, it was rough but you know like I, I gotta commend the guys man like my teammates um like and the coaching staff uh it, it was not easy but you know I, I love the way we handled it and um you know like we had guy like our stuff they have families and stuff like that, and sometimes they wouldn't see them for a long time. And um, I, I know that that's probably really hard. And um, so, I, I, but I'm really proud of the way they handled it. Like they didn't whine, they didn't complain. Like we went to practice every day to work. Like we, we didn't feel sorry for ourselves. And like you know, even though a lot of people like we didn't win a lot of games, and the fans were, you know, not happy for all the right reasons, um, we just kept our head down and. There's not one day we were like, man, we're on a losing streak. Let's cancel practice today. Like, oh, well, let's not practice hard today. Like, Paul really emphasized that, you know, sometimes things aren't going to go your way. Yeah, you're going to just go home and sleep. And just, next day you wake up, you're like, man, it's too hard. I'm going to give up. But, you know, or get up and say, like, no matter what, I, I'm going to give it 100%. And that's what he did, man. Like, Paul's, uh, Paul, his mental toughness uh, really got us through that time. And like, I commend him for that.
0: My number one memory, freshman year again, and you'd already been a starter. It looks like about ten, maybe a dozen times at this point. So you were you were a regular starter. But February 25th, in the pit, and you guys are down 90 to 88 with about I can't remember if it's about 11 seconds or maybe it's like 17. It's the final 20 seconds mm-hmm. anyway, and you hit a three, a go-ahead three-pointer that ends up being the game winner essentially. And um, you had 13 points that game. You hit a couple threes. And uh, you, we have a picture, the journal had a picture of you laying on the court afterwards. You had your hands up on your head. You're laying on the court. And not only that memory, but also the memory of uh, Joe Firstinger coming in the media room after that game. And again, I know I talked about this on the last podcast, but Joe comes in and uh, said nothing else to me other than he walked right up to me and said, Maquatch Malawatch is the Mountain West freshman of the year. And you played that game against Brandon McCoy, who did win it that year. Um, yeah. But but Joe Firstinger wanted uh, nothing more than to influence my vote and influence the whole league to make sure they voted for you. And uh, that was when I yeah. I realized like even though you had started a dozen games, like all right, this freshman's this freshman's a, a going to be here for a while. This 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 guy's a Lobo now because even the teammates are going to bat for him.
1: Yeah, um, and, and that's a good good thing about Joe. Um, you have your back no matter what, and uh, you know. I talk to him all the time. He's a really good dude. Um, just my whole, like, the older guys I met during my four years, they're really nice guys. Uh, you know, we all respect each other and, like, we still talk to these day. but Joe, uh, he's that guy, man. Like, I, I, I'd i rather go to war with him than anybody. So, he's, 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 he'll have your back no matter what. And people like Tone, Dane, um, you know, Vlad, too. Like, just Sam, Troy, Jakai. My freshman year, like, Antonio, like Antonio, my guy, and Chris McNeil as well. Like that's that team was special, man. Like um, even the walk-ons we had, um, Mike Mondragon and uh, Deshawn. So you know, but like, you guys just started just had each back. Yeah, we just started, started three and eight. Yeah, we started horrible, and like and also like Joe being the leader at that time and uh, Sam, they just came in every day and worked and worked and worked and worked and, worked. and you know they're like man everything's got to turn around and then. Um, sure enough, it did uh, because the way we played, we knew we were gonna have success. Um, like we played so hard and everyone was so committed. Uh, we didn't care who scored; we just, you know, all, it was all about winning. And you know, Joe was a, like a like a huge devil for that team. He, he carried all, uh, all of us, and he was like, you know, he was the senior of that team and he was the leader of the team, and uh, he did a great job in um, you know getting everyone know that do not lose focus because there's great things ahead.
0: All right, man, well, those are some of my memories. Anything I left off that you want to share that is uh, I'm going to remember this moment that maybe nobody else kind of would think about?
1: Yeah, I'll probably say my freshman year at UNLV when Tony hit back-to-back threes to win. Yep. Uh, he banked in a three and he hit a three to win. Uh, that, that moment is special and stuck will stick with me for, forever. And I'll say I have not been in New Mexico State a lot, so I'll say sweeping them last year. Uh, that was a that was a big moment for me because you know I didn't want to go out, man, like not beating them because like that's that's a big rival and right. that's a game where the whole state is you know watching. And you know, the, well, look, the, you, you guys the,
0: didn't play the Aggies this year because of the pandemic and all that stuff. So you're you're leaving Loboland as uh, on a two-game win streak against New
1: Mexico State. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I'm happy for that, man. I was in 4 and I was not happy. I was not a a happy person, so. I'm glad we won. I was looking forward to playing them this year, but, yeah. you know, unfortunately it's, it is what it is. But um, I, I'm just glad I went out on a winning note.
0: Man, I appreciate covering you the past four years and uh, <laughs> your attitude with all that and stuff in the in the postgame pressers and all that win or lose. Like, you were always good, man. I, I appreciate it. And uh, seriously, man, wish you the best of luck in whatever comes up and whatever ends up being next for you, man.
1: I appreciate you. Thank you.
0: All right, well, there you go. There was my conversation with McQuatch Malawatch, who is now headed off to a hopefully lucrative and fulfilling and fun and all that good stuff professional basketball career, whether that's back home in Australia, overseas, or or maybe even in the United States, which is obviously the ultimate goal for him. And, and pretty much anybody who plays at the Division I college basketball level, they all have at least somewhere in their minds the hopes of playing maybe one day in the United States professionally in the NBA. So, Appreciate him for doing that. Appreciate you for listening. Again, give us some feedback. Social media is fine. At Jeff Grammer on Twitter. Email ggrammer at abqjournal.com. Let my bosses know what you think. Let them know you want more of these podcasts if you do. If you do, rate, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff, and uh, let us know, and hopefully we can keep it going. Subscribe to the Albuquerque Journal if you can, abqjournal.com slash subscribe. There's all the, the housekeeping items that I want to do and and all the asks I have for, for help and support local journalism, this podcast, and our coverage. Again, I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate McWatch Malawatch for taking the time on his way out the door, out of uh, leaving UNM, um, to, to stop by and talk with us one more time on the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, thanks for listening.